0: One, two. Perfect. That actually looked that sound that looked and sounded
1: iconic. I'm glad I I realize I'm not in frame, but I promise you I'm in a good mood, so (laughs) just making sure you know. Okay.
0: All right, hi, welcome to Rockstar Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You may know me from my various music projects, Museum Mouth, Gay Meat, and my slight involvement with the band Say Anything.
2: Hello, my name is Becca High, and I have a corneal abrasion on my right eye. Shout out.
0: and today is super exciting because this week we are joined by an iconic guest we are joined by none other than james cassar james how the heaven and fuck are you
1: first of all thank you for the amazing introduction i'm doing great uh (laughs) after some slight technical difficulties we are on zoom on video albeit only half of my frame is in frame uh yeah we're having fun though i have
0: I will say, uh, notice to future guests, James showed up with a virtual background. No one else has ever done that. So, history making. I
1: actually didn't do it on purpose, but I like that I'm the first to do it. It feels intentional (laughs) in that way. So, never mind. You can cut that out if you want. But, oh no. I like to think that uh, people like me for my humility. So, feel free to keep it in as well. I
0: don't know. okay sickening Uh, wow james before we start i would like just like to say that you were one of the biggest proponents for me taking this show off of my instagram story and making it a real podcast so So you've been number one on our short list for ever okay i do want to tell the story
1: to the listeners about my kind of evangelism of a format (laughs) switch um some format switches are not as great like when Nate Roos became fun. Never mind. We don't have to get into that. My point is... <laughs> Stop that. I'm not going to start a war with weird Twitter. But my point is Carl had this Instagram account. I'm sure you are aware of the genesis of this podcast. But the cool thing <laughs> is you can respond to things that are on there. And every day when Carl would post another one of his great multi-slide you know, ruminations, I was just like... Why can't you just make this a podcast? I love looking at you as you're kind of dishing this out, but I'd like to hear an hour-long meditation on some of these uh, pickups and findings and unearthings. I don't know. And it's worked, so you're welcome. But I do think that, like, (laughs) that was the natural extension of your, like, multi-musical pathways, right? You've done it all. Yes. But that's, like, the next step. Yes,
0: and thank you for helping me realize it. You and Becca, Becca being like, we should start a podcast. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time.
1: Uh, Y'all are natural. Like Y'all are natural. Okay. So. You'll
2: uh, you'll love tomorrow's episode. Tell you what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. One of the most chaotic cool. pieces of recorded audio known to man. <laughs> um, okay, so the three of us are gathered here today on Zoom to discuss a little album called It's Blitz by a band called the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. It's
3: Blitz!
0: It's, it's Blitz! Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> Love when the album does the, the punctuation for you.
1: I have to say 2009 was a good year for the exclamation mark in music um the quality of things bearing the exclamation mark that varies but so like never shot never is a good example but it's blitz it deserves that exclamation point sorry to interrupt i think i
0: no 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 i think i you help you help me just come to a insane realization i think i got my exclamation point tattoo in 2009 i was gonna
2: i was gonna make a joke as to like all of this having to do with your tattoo
0: (laughs) the way i forget that i have this tattoo all the time is so funny don't
2: you hate that tattoo
0: it looks like ass It is one of the worst done the most poorly executed tattoos Um, morgan and i have tattooed each other and it looks better than this but
2: we all have tattoos that look like ass you, everyone deserved one
0: yeah it's a coming of age um, sort of event
1: yeah I feel like my tattoos have just aged poorly in that I don't care about the things that they're attached to but they don't necessarily look bad they just feel bad which is a different type of shame uh yeah I don't know I feel like we're gonna get to some deep pain on bad. this episode it doesn't matter
0: I should adore pain. Life (laughs) is pain. Um, okay. So, James, what was life like for you? Um, circa March 6 2009 when this album came out or what was life like for you when you found this album so
1: it's funny you ask this so the reason I picked the yes specifically is because about two years ago when I had a podcast we did like a deep dive on the Yeahs, and at my urging I was like we really have to focus on its blitz because that's the record that I care about because in 2009 I was 14 I guess in March of 2009 but At the time, I was friends with this kid, Ian, and he would always, like, show up with, like, a laptop full of music. And then he got me in trouble because I would later, like, take people's iPods home to my house and load it with a bunch of shit and then give it back. And there was this one kid where I, like, reloaded all his, like, iTunes apps and games and everything onto his iPod, but then his computer got locked out of iTunes because I, like, got rid of like his authorizations or something so his mom called my mom and was like your kid is doing something bad to iPods um (laughs) so anyway that's where I was in March 2009 getting in trouble um (laughs) being a little hacker (laughs) yeah even worse than that is that I would post about it in like Facebook notes and I adopted like a like elite hacker name it was like to hacksaw, like that kind of loser shit, like I Like T E H. Yeah, it was like, like, like T-E-H H4 lowercase X uppercase X 0R like what the fuck? Whatever.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> what inspired this junction in your life? I
1: I don't know. Others. I just like I really liked the idea of like You know, hacking the mainframe. Torrenting was, like, a brand new thing in my life, and I thought it was cool that I could get away with it. My mom actually taught me how to, like, legally download music when Kazaa was a thing. But, like, in 2009, I was like, hey, you want the Rise Against discography? Sure, dude. Like, I don't know. I feel like now it's, like, weird to talk about it because I'm, like, asking people to buy music all the time. But, yeah, 2009 was the year of kind of the Pirate Bay in my house um so yeah to tie it into the yeah yeah sorry for that (laughs) ian and kind of my pirating friends were like checking out music and ian would like use his like treasure trove of illegal downloads to like dj like semi-formal school functions that weren't necessarily dances but like it would be like marketed by whatever high school community so zero played And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I went over to Ian (laughs) to just be like, this is, like, cooler than everything else you've played. So make sure you tell me what this is when I come back in five minutes. Because I just, like, we had pretty good speakers in this cafetorium, which was, like, a cafeteria-auditorium hybrid, you know. And um, I just, like, let that synth part, we'll get into it, but, like, you know the one at the end of the song where, like, it's the most desperate and kind of, like quasi horny thing you've ever heard and when you're 14 you're already kind of confused so it's like having a soundtrack to that is very like special but when it's something you don't know it's even better because you're like i'm gonna figure this out and it's going to ruin and or save my life and you don't know at that point
0: because you're 14 you don't you really don't you're on the edge <laughs> the edge of glory yeah okay <laughs> i would a. I. I am so happy to have you on this episode. I am so glad. Becca. <laughs> <laughs> Becca. what was life like for you when it splits came out?
2: I don't remember. Um <laughs> let's see. I was sixteen, so that's sophomore year. Uh I don't I don't remember. Sophomore year, nope, gone from my memory.
0: F- for me was junior year, but
2: But it's like
0: in between in
2: between i it's remember one. i straight like this is annoying because i only remember 2009 as a year my sister graduated because her and all of her friends would be walking down the hall and like see me and they would all like say hey and then be like oh nine because i was like their graduating year and that that's like my only memory of 2009 is like
0: those 365 days just oh9
2: <laughs> and like all my sister's cool friends being like "And hey, there's your little sister ah
0: okay iconic so somewhere in there somewhere you were listening there. to this
2: yeah on my ipod
0: <laughs> was it an okay. ipod
1: touch what generation were y'all
2: at no i had the the biggest one the brick that held the most music
1: the classic Hell yes. I ended up with a classic. But this was the touch band for me. Definitely with the cover (laughs) flow. Get that egg. That egg album cover (laughs) on the screen. Get that
0: egg. I am adopting that as my new mantra. Okay. So for me, I was 18 years old, turning 19 that summer, and I had been obsessed with the AAS since Fever to Tell. So, um, As one of the very few Show Your Bones stands, uh, this record had... I was highly anticipating this. I had insane expectations. And um, I remember hearing Zero and being like, okay, this is fun and cool. Like, they're doing the thing that I now, as a teenager, know exists, where bands mature and just start playing keyboard. Um, (laughs) But that's like tight like i was into it i was excited by it i thought it felt a little lackluster compared to the wild energy that this band was so so good at early in their career but i was excited nonetheless and i wasn't let down this record rocks it fucking <laughs> rocks
2: end of podcast bye end of podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we thought last time would be the shortest of all time this one is actually yeah. But Okay, um, Critical Reception I know I read a little bit Of the, the P-Fork review Was surprised this record did not get Best New Music But it still got an 8 point something mm-hmm.
2: They gave is it, like
0: it eight, an 8.1 8. Yeah, 8.1 The review is had-
2: actually pretty good, but there is a typo in it or a grammar error. Which <laughs> is this available on me? the
1: Review Explorer? Can I go spelunking in the archives and find it? its blitz? Let's check. I think it's yeah. just straight up on the site. stuff. No, yeah, but yeah. like the Review Explorer, could I like travel down to 8.1 and find it? I'm curious, but
0: I don't no. know. Oh, I, I haven't checked it out yet because like I feel that. like
1: when you get down to like the zeros, that's when Pitchfork get like uses bad language and is like generally offensive so i don't know
0: um i will say i think it's interesting that the Pitchfork review focuses a lot on the album cover um which that is something i feel like they don't do that's a that's a blog spot move
1: that's like a 15 year old music reviewer blog spot move to go with the album art first yeah but the album art is really important it's striking on this record too um so i get it but Pitchfork. Seems like a cheap shot in two thousand nine. I don't know. There's so yes. much to talk about here musically that I feel like that's to just focus on the egg. You're kind of missing the the yolk of the point.
0: Mm. The yolk of the point. Okay, and in that moment, what? I kicked James Cassar out of the chat. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> well, Stereo Gum did a ten year anniversary article. Love it. Um, yeah, it's so good, and it's it's really good. They talk about it opens with um, how it was on Glee. Uh, Hedgehog Roll was on Glee. Oh, and like I didn't know that. that moment in pop culture and how crazy it was.
0: Yeah, that's like to go from the band that wrote Art Star on that first EP to ending up on Glee. That is fucking truly nuts. That's a really
1: interesting connection you just made because I didn't think about it when we talked about it. Because that summer... Was the ten year of this record when we uh, did the It's Blitz episode, and so I don't. We went through the EP phase, and I was kind of like, "Art is an interesting song for a band that clearly wants to be famous, but like is kind of like still contentious with it." But this record is kind of like okay with being famous, and is about like embracing the rock star lifestyle in the most subdued way possible.
0: I think Sonic, in terms of Sonic Palette, yeah, I definitely get that. In terms of like. Um well I guess uh, obviously this is a good segue into the literal first track. Yeah, uh, shall exactly. we? Let's shall do we? It. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well the record opens with a song called Zero, the very first single from this record. Um James, how do you feel about Zero by the Yeah Yes? Yeah,
1: you know, I I mean I think it's such a like for a person who My introduction to the Yeah Yeahs, like so many affected young teens was rock band i think because 2000 wait what song maps maps was in the first rock band (laughs) and i was just kind of like struck by it for the first time i mean fever to tell came out in 2002 2003 right so like Mm -hmm. i was still kind of listening to like simple plan or whatever so like it didn't really come to me Uh, until high school but zero is such a striking introduction to this band for me or a reintroduction of sorts where it's like It has the same energy of Fever to Tell Yeah Yeah yeah, Yeahs where it's kind of like, we know what we're about, but the confidence is different because of how it presents itself. It's kind of like a synth pop jam. It's not like a Mm -hmm. in-your-face ballad or an in-your-face like rock song. It's kind of like, we're swapping things around to make our L.A. dance record.
0: Yeah, very, very sleek. Okay, Becca, how do you feel about Zero by the A yeah, yeah, Yes?
2: First of all, the audacity to open a record with a song like this is <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <How dare she? laughs> um, oh my gosh, I want, oh my, I'm just, the mix on this song is so fucking good. I wanna know how the vocals are mixed, like, you gotta listen to this in good headphones because something is happening with the vocals in the left ear that I can't identify. <laughs> and um, it's just like, I dare you to try not to start dancing to this <laughs> at some point. Um, I'm also obsessed with there's a part near the end, I have a timestamp at three minutes and 12 seconds where one of her, if she goes, and it sounds like an eagle, like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's it's so good. So
2: good. And uh, I. the last thing is, what does shake it like a ladder to the sun mean?
0: <laughs> you know, some questions are just unanswerable.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean like the only visual that came to my mind, I don't know if you've watched Bruce Almighty recently, but there's a scene at the end of Bruce Almighty <laughs> where he's, like, trying to figure out where Morgan Freeman slash God is. God is nowhere to be found. The city's in chaos. He goes to the building where he met God for the first time and shakes the ladder, tries to get the light to turn on. It does not. Um, So to compare to that, I feel like this is just, like, shake it like a liar to the sun. I feel like this song grapples with, instead of God, it grapples with a different kind of higher power, success, and, like, celebrity, and the idea where, like, The Liar to the Sun is like either can be considered a fast track. You're given a straight path or it's like considered like an actual climb because you have to make it up the wrongs. It's not like an escalator. So like to shake it is like to disrupt it a little bit. I don't know. It's not ungenious like that, but like that's how I heard it. Yeah, I think
0: you're you're incredibly onto something. I think that this um, in a lot of ways feels like Karen O specifically um, kind of reckoning with her own fame and the kind of the overnight success of her band which is cool because I mean I feel like no one tells you this when you're like in the music industry but like you know if you have meteoric success right off the bat there's no guarantee that you will ever get that kind of press again no matter how hard you work on a follow-up and that kind of feels like no one's going to ask you better find out where they want you to go. Like, you know, you kind of do have to continue to to navigate your own career. Nothing is kind of paved for you. Um, You're not walking on like a beautiful sidewalk. Well, I think the other thing too is
1: like to put it into context with the rest of the AES career, specifically after show your bones, because like I looked at some of the press for show your bones. And it seemed to me at that point in the band's career, nobody was really talking to one another and nobody really wanted to collaborate in the way that it felt like the organic nature of the friendship of the people in that band created the EP's energy, created Fever to tell and show your bones as a response was kind of like very reserved and very kind of like, it's like hidden away from the rest of the world and kind of like trying to regain its footing. And like it's blitz is kind of like, okay, we're back kind of, And it's not, like, Mm -hmm. in the same way where it's, like, with the same, like, brazen confidence as, like, Carano introduced the AES project originally, but it's, like, a little more self-aware, and I think that awareness goes a long way in communicating a lot of these ideas.
0: Yeah, totally, 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 totally. When I was talking about the AAS earlier, did I misspeak and call Show Your Bones something wrong? I'm afraid I did, because hearing you say Show Your Bones, James, I was like, uh, that sounds foreign to me. I hope I I, I think you was- did
1: say show your bones.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow, the way that I the way that I don't think about <laughs> talking is really iconic. Um, I think Zero absolutely slays. I'm not gonna say it fucks. I'm gonna say it rocks, but it's a very, very strong rock.
2: The video, I just want that outfit.
0: <laughs> I
2: mean, Karen O is a fashion icon, a haircut icon, style icon. Style icon. Down. Remind me, of, uh, this could be a potential Halloween costume if I ever dress up for Halloween. Um, this outfit is so freaking
1: cool. Yeah, given the wardrobe design, you could have renamed this album It's Glitz. <laughs>
0: strike two no i'm just kidding
1: (laughs) strike two only strike two wow okay strike like two million my count was a little different so i'm glad we uh synced up there
2: i think i'm gonna say zero fucks because i can't get over the mix of it
0: okay that's very very fair all right james
1: uh i think zero absolutely fucks um or rocks i don't so like does it will it change like is our scale like obviously rock sucks but like we throw a fuck in there if it to give it some extra oomph right so like i think going by my introduction to this song and how explosive it was i have to say it fucks Um, okay
0: that makes total sense to me yeah okay and a whole album could fuck we just have not come across one yet
1: no it doesn't exist there's no way
0: I don't know, I don't know. We start talking about Lemuria, I think I might be throwing out a lot of fucks. Oh, wow, so.
1: okay. That makes sense, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Me personally. Okay, track <laughs> two on its blitz is a little song called Heads Will Roll. I will say, um, one of my absolute biggest fears in the entire world is werewolves. So the music video for this song, along with the single art, is something I don't necessarily it love looking at. sick. <laughs> but yeah it is it's it's iconic it's iconic and very scary but it's iconic no
2: y'all um if you're not scared of lycanthrope uh hedge will roll the video rocks ass
1: yeah, yeah the video is pretty cool i definitely think in high school i would have been spooked by it but time has been kind to me in that way
2: the, only that way the, the wolf is dancing how are you Yeah, he's of having
1: fun. yeah i know he's it's like fun. very like tongue-in-cheek scary which i can appreciate
2: and like the it like uh he's like throwing up confetti red confetti i will say
0: straight up right off the damn bat when i first got this record slash like first heard this song because i think this was second single i was not in love with it it took, this kind of had to grow on me. And I know that sounds insane because like especially of this era, like anytime any of the bands were making like a ridiculous throwback dance pop song, I was like so incredibly there. Um, the sounds, what is not Tony, is it Tony the Beat? That was like the big song off of their second record that was like so throwback vibes. I was like literally jizzing my pants for that song. But this song, there's something about it. I didn't stand at first, but I ended up, Absolutely adoring the song, and I did not know about the Glee. I did not know about the Glee
1: of all. I think it's a mashup between Heads Will Roll and Thriller, mm-hmm. right? That's that's uh, what I read. Which is great because it the Wolf. Yeah. Too. yeah. Um. Yeah, I. It's such an interesting like because you'd feel like Maps would work in Glee, something a little more direct for like high school melodrama. But it's cool that Heads Will Roll is in Glee because it's like a yeah. weird choice.
2: I don't know anything about Glee. I refuse.
0: Yeah, it's that's a lost era of culture on me. But okay, <laughs> Becca, how do you feel about heads will roll?
2: Um, it took me today in reading the genius to understand what she actually meant by heads will roll. Lol, my little innocent ass was like, oh, like rolling, like drugs. Uh. <sighs>
0: <laughs> but she's talking about
1: dying.
2: No, she's talking about drugs.
1: She's, yeah. Oh, is she? Yeah. So here's the okay, genius. Okay, I'm annotation. not alone in this. It's Karen oh. O suggests that everyone lose themselves in the rave to the point of no return. There's a dark double meaning here. The addicts will roll, meaning take X, while out on the dance floor, the drugs will kill them, and thus, metaphorically, their heads will roll.
0: I, uh, you know what? You learn something new every day. Okay.
2: Wow. <laughs> not the only one at least
1: uh i didn't know that either so
2: um
1: i don't really think about drugs very often
2: it's another dance bop uh this one makes me want to see them live really bad have either of y'all seen yeah yeah yeah's live
0: no i wish right i had a massive phase with their live dvd tell me what rockers to swallow that came out right before is is but i've never seen this man live damn
1: that's a good
3: dvd Um,
0: great DVD. it's a great love to DVD. talk love to talk love to throw high praise to a digital video disc on a podcast honestly
1: though like i feel like a lot of the music because i didn't go to shows until i was like 17 so like the the, the video DVD. dvd and the transformative qualities of it cannot be understated in my life at least but t yeah dvds are weird now but yeah they're in the ps2 yeah
2: uh you can't you can't skip to the next song before the very end because they do a cool thing at the very end, music wise, where a lot of the instruments and synths drop out and it's just the and and the drums, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, also, I just have to say, Karen O has probably one of my favorite singing voices of all time we also Mm -hmm. sing in the same register so i can sing along to all the songs which i appreciate uh and um yeah i mean it's uh it's good
0: ttt okay james how do you feel about heads Roll?
1: i feel like in 2021 it would never come to pass where a band let alone a very successful one would release their first and second tracks as singles you know one after the other but i think in the context of this record you have to sell it with the one two punch hit after hit because i heads will roll is such a strong it's blitz like tracklist resident in that it combines the two sides of the aas yes, the rambunctious and the reflective into one song that kind of is a dance Bop, but it has that awareness that I've been talking about. Where like I could kind of compare that to any song on this record where like while the lyrics may not be saying a lot of things, there's kind of a a lived in quality to a lot of Karina's experiences because she has been in these these dancey situations, these situations of like great excess, especially being a rock star and living that lifestyle. Where like a song like Heads Will Roll doesn't really feel like just like a throwaway to me or like a fun track. It like takes on like a deeper like tone to me. But that's just because I think this record rocks and deserves that kind of critical lens to it where it seems like this is a band reclaiming their spot at like rock echelon time. (laughs) I don't know how to finish. No, I. But yeah,
0: I totally agree. I think the bridge lyrics, the looking glass, take the past, shut your eyes, mirror lies, that is like literally, if you have not been fucked up out of your mind in the bathroom of like a club, any club, and had that moment where you're like literally like, okay, my life is changing right in front of me. I'm having a transformative God moment in this bathroom and I'm a different person now. um, I'm sorry you haven't experienced that because it's iconic and that is exactly what it feels like. So she slays that concept alone. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I think that it's funny that you mentioned that because there isn't like a lot of like actual meat lyrically here. It's not like um, a diary entry by any means, but the imagery alone is it sells the the theme of the song and the actual ethos uh, of the song very well. I think the song absolutely rocks.
1: I would agree. I would agree. Yeah.
0: Just
2: waiting on the sirens to go by. <laughs> um... It rocks. <laughs> Head to
0: roll. S- rocks. Sickening. Sickening, sickening, sickening. Okay. Track three is a song called Soft Shock. I adore the slower, more introspective moments on this record. They stand out to me in a league far and away from the more instantly like you know lovable rock songs like zero and heads will roll and then the more capital R rock songs too this song is so gorgeous this song I could literally listen to this song if I this is like in the running for like if I could only listen to one song for the rest of my life ever again this is up there
1: wow okay yeah. it's so good I honestly
2: feel the same In my notes I just have oh. ah a perfect
3: song
0: am kill I froze me or am I all
1: froze? <laughs> It is really good. It is a oh, this
0: really isn't good. good so, I agree. Oh, yeah. what do we do? Did
2: Carl freeze. <laughs> He's froze. Oh
1: no, Carl's frozen.
2: Um, I'll continue talking about soft shock. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, I'm back. Okay. I'm back.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> that was scary. I was like,
2: ah! um. Yeah, this I also think this is a perfect song. Every fucking synth tone going on is perfection. Karen's vocal melody, the drums, the the effect on the uh, guitar <laughs> Sounds like there's some flute at the end that makes an appearance, <laughs> and the and the line, what's the time, what's the day gonna leave me? At the end, uh, just stabbed to the heart, a perfect song, just, <laughs> I, I just, I wanna scream about it.
0: It's literally like sick anthem the house down. Uh, I lived this I lived this imagery last week and it um it's heartbreaking to be experiencing it in real time even if things are good because you just uh, you just feeling feeling sometimes yeah i love this song okay so, james yeah i was gonna say I, james <laughs> i don't know what really happened while i was froze but james it's your turn so
1: uh, when the iMix feature on iTunes was really popular, don't know if anyone was that obsessed with iTunes back in the day, but the iMix feature allowed people to upload their playlists and then people could browse them, basically like a proto Spotify or whatever. But, so, Hollister employees would, like, upload their, like, store PA, like, mixes or whatever. This was all over it, and it makes a lot of sense. Imagine you're rifling through, like you know, polo tees while it smells like shit and you're like, (laughs) you know, accosted with very loud soft shock. It's not like the intended venue for that song. Like, you're not blaring soft shock. You're kind of like listening to it at a like reasonable volume while yearning. You know, it's not really a song that you need to blare because like the blaring will happen internally anyway. So yeah, to kind of piggyback on what Carl said about it being a lovesick anthem. Yeah it's like every yay as record has to have one of these it's kind of like the requisite it's a requirement to have this kind of like pining moment but the way that it's delivered here is just so sweet and so lush where you can't help but like return to this feeling even if it is kind of uncomfortable and kind of like i don't know like your eyes are darting back and forth trying to get out of it like that mr Krabs meme but you're in it at the same time because it's not like (laughs) Mm -hmm. hurting your feelings you're kind of enveloped by a song where it feels like you're supposed to be here where everything kind of makes sense
0: yeah it's a it is definitely it's funny because you're right it is just very pleasant listening um but the lyrics are just uh they're fucking good. Um yeah, I and it's funny cuz I I when I think about the AAs, I obviously you're right every record has these sort of like love-lorn moments on it. Um but it's funny how like fever to tell it, to me when I like first thought about that record, it's like the rock song stand out to me, like Pin is one that jumps out immediately, like Black Tongue and then obviously the singles. Um but it's like funny how like The slow jamness of it all mixed with the kind of new sonic palette they're bringing on its blitz with the keyboards and the atmosphere. It's just like next level. I would say Dudley off of Show Your Bones kind of paved the way for like this song sonically. I think that that's kind of like a a touchstone leading to this to, to where we are with this song, but I absolutely adore this song. I think this song fucks.
2: Agree.
1: Oh, it definitely fucks.
0: Sickening. That's three fogs. Okay, hell yes. All right. Track four is a song called Skeletons. Uh, another slow jam moment. A very languid building song, but um, when shit picks up, it goes off. Um, Becca, how do you feel about Skeletons?
2: Um, it's time to cry.
3: <laughs>
2: um. <laughs> What did I write down? Um, Soon comes rain. Ah, the expansion of synth sounds. Little boop boops. Ah, so atmospheric. (laughs) This is my shit. God, my notes are terrible. Um, I literally just like name what's going on. I'm like, heavy toms? Rim shots? Ah <laughs>
3: like,
2: <laughs> I just scream about every song. Yeah, that's it. The the yeah the little boop boops go in hand with like some programmed or snare that sounds programmed. I don't know. It's uh it's uh moi.
0: Are you talking about the little boo-boops like the do 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 yeah. yes. That shit is that shit is good. So good. A percussive synth. Oh, J'ador. Okay, James, how do you feel about skeletons?
1: I love this song. I've always loved it. I think as far as like the yeah yes that I like the most, you can find in skeletons. Where like they're not a carino doesn't have very many words to say like basically what you have here is one and a half or like one verse and some change right like it repeats again it's kind of like this meditative state where it doesn't really matter what's being said because it's so simply delivered that you just again like soft shock you're kind of enveloped by it you know this arrangement that starts from a very simple place a very minor place and then build. it doesn't really make a big deal about it it doesn't explode in a way that doesn't serve the song but like you're on kind of like an escalator in that way where like once you reach the peak then you like stay there for a bit because you're now on a new like plane um but that ride up it's very good um And I remember this playing a really strong role in the trailer for the movie Her. Now, the movie has not aged well at all, because I think as a concept, it's pretty fucking dumb. But I mean, as a trailer, it still kind of holds up as like this kind of sad loser is kind of floating in a world of kind of other lonely people. And so like that idea of frailty and being alone and being skeleton me like comes through, but like I don't really think that the movie that surrounds this trailer is as good. But like for its purposes, skeletons serves that narrative, that 90 second narrative perfectly. If her was 90 seconds long, best picture, for sure.
2: (laughs) Well, Karen O was on that soundtrack, Mm -hmm, like all over that soundtrack. Yeah. Um. Which, uh her solo stuff is is really great if you're trying to learn guitar, especially if you're trying to learn, like, guitar and singing at the same time. It's, like, so simple, but still doesn't sound like, oh, I've heard this before, you know?
0: Yeah, she's... She's always going to be like innovative in the way that she presents music because I think her brain just synthesizes it in a way that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. She fucking rocks. Um I was going to say there are songs on this record that kind of showcase the other members of this Capital B band more, but I do want to run Brian Chase's Flowers on this song because the marching band ass drums is just such a cool um addition it's such a cool sort of textural feat that he accomplishes with this song um he's an amazing drummer who is like one of the grooviest players i think i have ever encountered as just a drummer and a fan of drums but like it's nice it's amazing just to see how versatile he is and nick zinner like knowing how to build the actual like stringed aspect of a song like the actual like musicality of a song in ways that are just so anthemic it's like I don't know, like Karen O and being largely, Karen O and like the Spike Jones of it all, like her being largely responsible to like this band's like Hollywood pipeline, that's iconic in and of itself, but like that would not have happened if the songs were not so strong and were not built so strong. And this is a great example of doing a lot with a little and it's amazing. Skeletons fucks. Mm -hmm.
1: Skeletons does fuck, but Joaquin Phoenix in the movie Her Famously Does Not. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. He went uh, elsewhere. She...
2: Skeletons. Fuck. Yeah.
0: Sickening. All right. Track five is a little song called Dull Life. Um. Definitely our first kind of throwback moment to being like, we are still that band that made Fever to Tell.
2: Y'all Be- will never guess know. where the song is going. That's my first <laughs> thought. Once it like turns, I'm like, you'll never guess what's coming <laughs> <laughs> after the first verse. Um, yeah, like you say, Carl, it's very rock and roll in the realm of fellow indie rockers of that era Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but it's good
0: yeah it's it kind of oh what were you gonna say
2: oh sorry no i was just gonna say they it would do really well as a music cue in a show or movie
0: oh the kind of that the ramping up part of it
2: especially towards the end like yeah
0: yeah I definitely could see that. Um, James, how do you feel
1: about Dull Life? So I I feel like we have very similar ideas about the AES, because what you said about the AES kind of having this throwback moment where it does feel like a fever to tell, or even like a AES EP highlight, where, I mean, I don't think the beginning is very throwback-y. I think they're kind of like trying to force a transition between Skeletons and Dull Life on the record so it doesn't seem Mm -hmm. like an entirely like out of left field choice but like once you get into throwback land it's like a fully serviceable yeah yeah yes moment but like what makes it so strong is that like the lyrics again leave more to be desired but what is there is literally a song about distance and that like this whether distance is forced or distance is given it like transforms into something else. And like, regardless of what boundaries you set, something can always cross that the beast can always like come, come out and like shake up any dull life. And that's what the song kind of does. It like moves in a way that is kind of unsettling at first, but it like, it gets its rhythm. But in that, in that first moment, you're kind of like, what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: T-T-T-T-T. Becca, how do you, did you, did, is already, there anything else you want to say? I said,
2: I said okay, everything I feel like that I, needed to be said.
0: Okay, me. I felt like I cut you off, so I was just making sure. Um, <laughs> I, in general, I don't love, love, love this song. I do think this song fucking rocks. I think seeing this band live especially on tour for this record, this would have been such a moment for the crowd to lose their little minds. Imagine Um, the lights. Yeah. um, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily love like a rebellion moment. Um, I guess it is kind of more meaningful when it's coming from someone whose POV I love and respect as much as Karen's. Um, so, like in that way, I think I probably give the song more attention than I would give the song if, say, Franz Ferdinand or someone recorded it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, fuck that noise. But um, in general, I think the song is really good. I'm gonna say that this song rocks. Um, but it's definitely on the lower half of my fave songs from this record.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go <laughs> ahead, Becca. I'm sorry.
2: No, I was just going to give my verdict. Which, yeah, I
1: think, uh... I think my verdict is like, it splits has the hot fuss problem where all the songs that you know or all the songs that you feel are like the drivers of the bus, they're in the beginning. And like, good luck in the back half. But... I think Dull Life is like the first kind of like hitch in the ride for me where like, yeah, if I wanted to hear Fever to Tell, yeah, yeah, yes, I'd listen to Fever to Tell. I kind of wanted them to commit to this whole vibe for an entire record because that is the kind of aura that I like liked them curating and I feel like forcing kind of this trip down memory lane. Yeah, it does kind of feel forced. It kind of feels like a moment where the management team came in and they were like, hey, uh, Show Your Bones did nothing for you. And, like, <laughs> you know, Interscope's kind of mad about it. So, hey, can you do this? Thanks. You know, it, like, feels like not in the... St- like, that's why the transition feels kind of like a false floor for me. It's like they tack that on so it didn't feel as, like, jarring to like get to the chorus and get to the rocking moment. It doesn't feel as like lived in or as like intentional as like the first four songs here. So I'm gonna have to say tentatively it rocks, but like when you're surrounded by songs that fuck, it's kind of like, you're not, you're not really, I'm not coming back to you all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I, I don't think the song rocks, that's all. (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right love that for you um track six is a song called shame and fortune another sort of like i don't even know what genre this is like what genre of rock is this
1: it's fuzzy
0: it has like a sway about it that's like kind of like Got a little like swing to it. I don't know. I don't like straight up. I'm just gonna say, whatever this is, I don't like when music sounds like this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The word attitude comes to mind, but not in like a cool way. It's kind of like when you go to five below and you like look at the bathroom signs and it's like, don't like knock first but I like won't answer you know like it's not like <laughs> it's like okay you could like put that on a door but I'm like gonna not respect you because that's like very corny it's like that's kind of the vibe that's going on here where it's like, it's like
0: putting on a bravado for sure yeah it's very
1: threatening it's like a pink camo trapper keeper in 2004 you're just like okay that's cool um I don't really understand what you're going for right now but I made later like I don't think 10 years have been like super kind to my appraisal on this song personally like I don't think like yeah. if this song didn't exist the record would not have faltered it would have been nine tracks but and it, w- it would have been
0: shorter which is ultimately better I agree <laughs> okay Becca how do you feel about Shame and Fortune
2: Um, I really don't feel anything about this song I think I'm in the same boat as you Carl where i'm just like i don't know what genre this is but i'm not a fan um i mean the mixing on the song is a bit different and a lot they sort of mix it like they're playing it live um which i like eh, i don't i this what is happening what is coming out of my mouth right now is a perfect example of how i feel about this song i'm just like i can comment on like the mix but beyond that i'm just like
0: it's not compelling <laughs> in any way shape or form yeah um i don't hey, again i don't hate this song i do think that there is like hearing james your analysis i think there is like kind of like a false bravado to it that is just not being sold to me Um, The way that this Mm -hmm. band used to sell things that sound like this. And that's fine. I mean, reading that a lot of this record was actually like legitimately written in the studio. I could see a band that, you know, has played one million shows where they riff on things kind of like this. Like they're playing songs that sound similar to this. I could hear Nick Zinner coming up with this riff and being like them being like, yeah, this works. Like, you know, this sounds like us. Um, But I don't think that that yielded a very... Yeah, yeah, yes. Final product. I don't think the song is amazing. I'm actually going to say, truly dare I say, I think <gasps> Shame and Fortune kind of sucks.
1: I just
2: had a an epiphany. Who is it? Black Keys. What's that genre? Oh. This is like Black Keys. That's like right? that, uh
1: divorced dad music.
2: The two. It's, like, it's the drummer and the dude.
1: Yeah, well, it's like okay. blues the rock. Bad white stripes.
0: Right? It's yeah. It's like white boy blues rock.
2: This like ventures into that territory I think
0: garage It's definitely rock. skirting that line Yeah I hate garage rock
2: Yeah no thank you Um The song I mean there are Worse songs out there
1: There are there really are but If this song was by anyone else I think it would suck Even worse
2: uh, <laughs> Yeah no Um chain of <laughs> fortune Sucks I'm sorry. Okay, yeah.
1: You know what? I was trying to be nice, um, but I realized that I don't have to do that. That's not what this is. This is a a review podcast. So you know what? That song does suck. You know what? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it coming right after Dull Life. I'm like, no, girls, no, no. I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to listen to that
1: times two. Uh, Yeah. yeah, It's like the record kind of skids to a stop, and that's not good because you're not done no but then
0: but then we get track seven runaway okay i is this a do you think that is this a ballad this has like this kind of has like disney movie music tees no it does not it's not I've never wanted to listen to a Disney song more No than but Runaways. like
2: Disney songs it was, This is like a spooky song
0: I could see like an animated cat Singing this into like the end of a broomstick Could you not?
1: I the end see of a it. broomstick Yeah okay you know? I can see it now But Okay
2: thank you I see it as a great HBO Max series Opening title Sequence song Okay,
0: I am, I I see that for you.
2: <laughs> I see it. HBO yeah, Max, This
1: could be this could be a song in like a like a school dance scene, but like it's one of the school dance scenes where like they don't end up dancing. It's like the person like walks up and then sees them dancing with someone else and it's kind of like awkward for a second, but it's more sad than anything else, and you just like watch it kind of unfold from there. That's kind of what I see. But I like the Disney idea most, I think. I think I tell I'm telling you, like, cat um, singing into a broomstick. Uh
2: what's the one with Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman? The show on HBO Max. Uh See little Big Little Eyes. Big Little Eyes. Yeah.
0: Secret Big Secret little. Big Little
2: Eyes. Or like the <laughs> other one with Nicole Kidman and uh, Hugh Grant
0: the undoing like,
2: title sequence city opportunity okay it's <laughs> that's fine
0: i just i don't watch shows about normal people doing normal things so i can't relate yeah,
2: but it's not normal things uh and
0: so they're lying that's pretty normal to me
2: oh my god carl don't you want to look at freaking zoe kravitz
0: She is Gorgina. Okay, Becca, (laughs) give me your actual opinion on this song, please. Um, I'm begging.
2: I really don't have much to say. I would actually... Okay, I would actually like to hear this song in surround sound. At least the last (laughs) half of it, I think it would be really sick if there was a 5.1 mix for this. Um, If anyone wants to reach out and give me the stims. I don't, I personally don't have a 5.1 surround system, but when that day comes, I will turn this into that. Carl looks like he's about to fall asleep, y'all. I,
0: I just forget that the middle of this record is like- A lull. It's such a, a lull, but I, 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 I'll go first. I'll, I'll go first and then we'll throw it to James. I feel I don't hate this song by any means. I think that this song, especially what I was kind of emphasizing is that after skeletons or after dull life and shame and fortune, this song feels like a breath of fresh air where it just kind of feels like a return to the mood that was set at the first half of this record. It kind of like has the bravado of like those first two songs, but it like, it kind of synthesizes them with like the feel of the slower jams. I don't know. I don't hate this song by any means. Uh, But it doesn't really like do it for me. Uh, I don't like I think Broadway is I think that the existence of Broadway is great, but I don't subscribe to I've never seen Wicked. Um, This feels like it skirts that line to me. I'm going to say the song is just fine, James.
1: Earlier, we were remarking about, like, Karen O and how she takes, like, these simple ideas. But, like, the way that she presents them is, like, it serves the song first. And, like, mm-hmm. even though it might be, like, cool that you can play, like, a lot of Karen O songs when you're, like, solo work when you're trying to learn guitar. Like, the accessibility saves, serves the song, and, like, makes it melodically, like, memorable in a way run away like I want to like it because I think like the sparseness of it like I feel like it serves a purpose at the same time I feel like because it's so kind of spare there's not a lot for me to remember about it I mean like and I think like in a record that's already kind of skidded to a halt as I said earlier like that dead stop is kind of concerning I mean like I do feel like the album does ultimately redeem itself. We'll get to that, obviously. But here it's just kind of like, okay, now the momentum is completely kind of lost. Even though you're, there's like a glimmer of like what we've heard before, like you said. Like, I feel like in general, like this song, like you, Carl, it's just fine. Like, there's not enough here for me to say like, this is a standout track on In Splits. Because it's not.
3: Mm-hmm
0: yeah it's inoffensive but not iconic yeah um becca what was your verdict on this
2: i think it's fine but don't underestimate the ending of the song like listening to it in good headphones which is why i want to hear it on surround sound because it really expands at the end uh it does it
0: becomes becomes a literal musical moment at the end (laughs)
2: Like I sort of agree with you, but not really.
0: There's like there's like C six like synthesizers that come in the <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I'm like, yeah. okay, I get okay. it. You're you're fucking hung over on rum on a boat. <sighs> like literally <laughs> see,
2: I just see it in like a dramatic movie moment and not a musical. But to each their own I understand
0: Three beautiful humans With three beautiful brains on a podcast Um okay Sickening we're moving on to Track 8 A song called Dragon Queen
2: (laughs) This song reminds me of Shame on You by Hot Hot Heat
0: (laughs) Oh my god That's actually a really good point (laughs) Um,
2: how my love, go, show no score. How my love go,
0: huh, huh. I like I don't hate this song.
2: This song makes me think like <laughs> this is why you don't open the album with such hard hitters.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I am not a fan of the song. It's just like it's not there's not enough lyrical variation or musical variation. And it's really long. And I'm just like, okay, next track. I
1: feel like this song already happened. Like, I feel like we already had this song better on this album. Like, and this is just like a retread of a lot of ideas that we've heard already. Um, Yeah. Which is fine because it's on the same album. But it's like the funkiness of the track doesn't really serve a lot of purpose in my mind, other than for it to sound dramatically different from Runaway. Like, I don't know. It doesn't like, I'm not charmed by it, which is sad. Okay.
0: That's, but. yeah. Yeah. But that's incredibly fair. And I ultimately, I think my opinion's very similar. I think I do like hearing these three people excel at something so groovy. Um, Cause again, it just proves like they're very versatile musicians. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like a lot of dads probably like this song. (laughs) A lot of dads that uh, you know respect the funk. I don't know—is that type of dad? I think that's a brand. I think I think
1: this song and the song "Paralyzer" (laughs) by Finger Eleven—they share a lot of the same kind of like
0: fans. Okay, you are you are saying something truly blasphemous now? Just like
1: don't you come on? This is like universal city walk margaritaville music to me like you know on the same playlist
0: okay. Maybe, okay maybe not. i don't know no 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 i think i could see it paralyzer is like a disgusting song there's a fake problem song that sounds a lot like paralyzer i love to remind chris farron that he wrote a song that sounds that's like really paralyzer.
1: funny send me the link
0: when we're done i'll have to do you you know i would <laughs> Um, Becca what were you I saw you have no, Some sort I just, of breakthrough the,
2: the dad band sparked a memory That yesterday uh, Me and my friend Heard off in the distance The absolute worst dad band Ever They were like playing on their back porch We went and snooped There was no audience they were just jamming out And it was Horrid <laughs> I should have recorded some. <laughs> it was so bad. It was, oh, I love that. it was it was so bad.
1: What kind of music were they playing?
2: I don't even it was like <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it was dad rock to the extreme bad.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm like curious if there's like something to be dug into here with this song in terms of the title versus the lyrics, but I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I just, nothing is jumping out at me, making me want to look deeper. So I'm just going to say this song is fine.
1: I'm going to have to agree, you know, I think, sorry. No. Yeah, that's it.
2: (laughs) I think the song sucks. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Track nine, a song called "Hysteric." We are back, baby. Yeah. Uh, ah, okay. Oh my yeah. God, a song of all songs. I, uh, this chorus, flow sweetly, hang heavy, you suddenly complete me. I'm like, okay, literally, I'm about to become the girl with the Drake tattoo on her forehead, but it's going to be these lyrics. <laughs> like, they're just so good. Oh. I love the second verse. The cinders, they splinter and light the path. I'm like, bitch, go off. <laughs>
1: yeah, we we are back to... a. This is Blitz. We're back. You know, I feel like yes. it took a really long time to get back here, but uh, I feel like "Hysteric" is a good song. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like yeah. this, this, and like certain moments on the next record, "Mosquito," they have like twin kind of auras. But yeah, this song's good. I I think like this song is one of the songs that I've like returned to over ten years. That like has gone better with time.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Completely agree. Becca?
2: Yeah, I mean the chorus literally gives me chills. It's so pretty. It's such a pretty song. Ugh. That's all. That's all.
0: It's a really beautiful song I think the way that like the outro works with the like uh, 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 it's like literally the vocal version of that synth we were talking about earlier that like percussive synth so fucking good it's really truly a blissful fucking so song
3: complete. me flow sweetly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think this song fucks yeah it
1: does yeah it absolutely does
0: i hope one day i write a song as pretty as hysteric okay um you will is this i, I pray to god okay we're we're here we're at the closing track on the standard edition of it's blitz by the aas yeah, yeah, yes. it is track number 10 it's a song called little shadow Becca, how do you feel about Little Shadow?
2: I mean, it's another beautiful song. Fuck me up, crying. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, James, how do you feel about Little Shadow?
1: When I like when I listened back to the episode on its Blitz. When we did it in 2019, I was like, the Yay Yeahs are such a good closer band. I feel like you could make the argument that any band is a good closer band. They just know how to sequence their record. If you like their closers, they are mm-hmm. a closer band. But I think like Little Shadow, to cap off this experience, this inconsistent, beautiful mess that is Blitz, wow. Like, we, we've, we're kind of ending on, like, a special high note because we've kind of had a ton of low notes recently in this track listing, but Little Shadow, the way it kind of wraps up the enveloping nature of the Sonic palette here, but also creates, like, a very, like, memorable melody, kind of like how Hysteric also stacks a single word and creates, like, this really beautiful moment. Like, Little Shadow creates this kind of, like, nursery rhyme construction with personifying the Little Shadow, obviously, but, like, creates something very, like, safe and pleasant and, like, a very good, like, ending moment on this record that kind of summarizes a lot of the ideas here without a lot of the, like, pretense. It's just, like, very, like... It's a good closer. I don't know. Like, it's what I would want from a closer on this record. It's very, like, reliably locked into the vibe that you've created but it also leaves it on a very like nice note where i'm not like wishing there was another track instead to be the closer to like answer any lingering questions i have you know i think like we're totally. we're like fully done with its splits with this song like it actually completes it in a very satisfying way
0: i totally agree i think even just the way that the lyrics are spaced out and the way that they're presented in each little verse it's so satisfying it's so climactic it's such a like little poem it's so good the way that each verse opens with like a word comma shadow like patience pardon closer it's like it just kind of tracks like getting to know someone in my pov from my pov and just kind of like embracing everything about that person and you and you know moving through life together i think it's so beautiful i think it really poetically, you know, sums up like the risk and the journey of getting to know someone. I think this song is sent from heaven and makes me feel like hell. So therefore I think this song fucks.
2: Make that a t-shirt. Sent from heaven.
0: (laughs) Make you feel like hell.
2: Make you feel like hell. TM, 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 Carl Pian. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Tons of little TMs. Um, I fucking love this song.
2: Little Shadow, I think, fucks.
1: Yeah, me too. It's definitely it's it's a it's a great track.
0: It's funny that this record is so like big swings and big misses, but like literal home runs. It's the risk pays, it's, pays cool. Off. It does. It really, really does. Yeah. And I I. James I cannot believe you brought up Mosquito I like truly if there was one record by a band that I love that I block out like kind of like could be like like men in black pen me of that (laughs) it would be Mosquito because I just like the cover art is truly hauntingly gross yeah that like if
1: Pitchfork ruminated for six paragraphs on that artwork that'd be worth it because it is truly fucked up like like why would you listen to an album that has that artwork like it's a real test to the fans because when i saw that was the album art i just started laughing and i never thought about it again but there are some good record or songs on that record you just have to hide the artwork or not think about it
0: there are there i feel like that that kind of continues this trend where it's like big swings and big misses i think the batting average is lower on mosquito than here but I there are some jams you're definitely this band will always be able to at least produce a handful of amazing songs per album. Yeah. Um
1: I think with Mosquito, the problem with Mosquito is that like it's even less consistent. So like it takes like the big swings of its blitz and like tries to make it even more grandiose in how like much risk they're taking. But it doesn't come through. It doesn't pay off. Um But there are some really good songs on there.
0: Um, Is there anything anyone would like to say about this record before we deliver our final verdicts?
2: I would like to say this album must be listened to on good speakers or headphones. Period.
0: I agree.
1: I, for a long time, I didn't know what was being done on the album cover. Um. <laughs> it, it kind of like you know the boys like girls self-titled al mart like no i don't <laughs> okay Sorry. good but like it's like some abstract like paint dripping down a canvas thing and like this i felt like where the egg is being shattered i thought that was like a face but then i didn't really know like you know eyes are wonderful things but i like this
2: they're record. terrible yeah becca
0: has eye right now oh no
2: i hate i fun this is my call to subscribe to our patreon when we get one so i can get lasik eye surgery lol (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right um let's deliver our final verdicts everybody ready james do you know how this works uh refresh me Okay, I'm going to count to three, and you're going to say "It rocks," "It sucks," "It fucks," or um, whatever, or "It's fine." You got it. Okay, you got it. And we're all going to say it at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. It, it, it rocks. rocks. <laughs> it rocks. It it's, does. It's funny. It's funny that the really the amazing moments can pull the bad. It like it's just funny that they they raise the average of this whole album overall. It's so good. God,
2: yeah. I, I love Karen O.
0: <sighs> She's the best. She's give me, just
2: give me her outfits.
0: <laughs> give me her outfits. Okay, James, where can the people find you online?
1: Unfortunately, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Get Cerebral, <laughs> not to be confused with the um, like mail order antidepressant service. Uh, I get a lot of questions about that. Wait that's not me Wait, what
2: is the okay so
1: (laughs) um this is not sponsored content just to let you (laughs) know uh,
2: personally i might need this
1: (laughs) so okay so i don't even know anything about it so don't take my response to this as me talking shit about it but it's a service called cerebral and oh you can like i guess get antidepressants or medication through it so cool um their handle is get cerebral on everything, and so they yeah. contacted me via Twitter when I was on a break, and I was like thinking about giving them the handle, but then I thought about it and I was like, it took me a long time to get this verified checkmark, and frankly, I would think my content isn't very good, so like it's carried by the blue check, and if I lose it, like <laughs> then I'm just another nobody. I'm a zero, to quote this album. Um, so I said no. So they've yeah. never tweeted, but um, I think I ag- signed
2: up for them, and then they wouldn't leave me alone. And oh, fuck. Like, that sucks, dude! Just give me the pills. I don't. Yeah, I just-
1: you don't it's want a, a relationship. What is that?
0: <laughs> okay, someone just knocked on my door. I'm gonna have to edit this out, but I need to go answer it. Real oh, first. scary! No It'll take two seconds. Maybe it's no, a I package. It is. <laughs> it is.
2: Okay, that's fun. Uh, I'm getting a yeah. package tomorrow. You should
0: do an unboxing on the
1: podcast.
2: That would be fun. We gotta get a Patreon going though, which we'll talk about forever. But
1: you should get a Patreon. I think you could do you could do a Patreon series that's just like bad albums, (laughs) (laughs) like it sucks. there's,
2: There's there's plenty of those. Oh
1: yeah, I think it'd be fun.
2: Yeah oh my god what is that's the, some
1: package
2: who, that's like carl with anyone
1: that's true yeah
2: it's like oh old friend how's it going
1: <laughs> yeah have that's, a
2: whole conversation I didn't mean to interrupt your cerebral thing, if you want to start that over, but...
1: No, it's totally I don't have health
2: insurance, and I've been trying to find a way to get my antidepressants without having to go to a doctor.
1: (laughs) I mean, like, if they're annoying, I don't... Like, have you been able to get, like, antidepressants from that service?
2: No, I think I found a better one, because I think they went into, like... Diagnosing me, oh, they were like, How, like, the whole pre questionnaire where they're like, How many days of the week do you do this or feel this way? And I'm like, No, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't feel this way because I've been taking these pills forever. Just give me the pills,
1: <laughs> just give me the pills. Yeah. Um, so no, get cerebral, know. you can find me <laughs> on Twitter over there. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only social media I do this thing called moon physics. It's not a thing. It's a company. It's a zero profit record label arts distro. We're announcing some stuff over the next month. Uh, moonphysics.com. That's it. Um, if you don't like my tweets, don't tell me. I, I, don't, I don't care. Um, I'm so glad to be on this podcast. So glad to hear your voices. Um, oh, so so thank you. I'd like, you like to plug this podcast. If anybody listening to this hasn't told their friends about it what the fuck is wrong with you um, yeah please
0: please spread the word yeah
1: please do five stars on itunes um i hear they're launching a patreon within the next five years so <laughs> look out for that uh i can't wait personally get that lasik surgery
2: Oh my God. Yes, or if yes, yes, someone yes. just can has a hookup to like a job that comes with health insurance, um, that'd be great. Shout out. But thank you for coming on. I think you've redeemed us from what tomorrow's episode is going to be like. I can't
1: wait. <laughs> 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 I don't even know yeah, what you're a- referring to, but I will and it's gonna be.
2: Just look at me and Carl shaking our heads.
1: It, you know we talked about a really good album and we
0: did it no favor <laughs> oh no but you know what i don't think we said anything cancelable in our absolute uh mania but uh i don't know maybe hopefully <laughs> hopefully we'll make it five years and we'll get a patreon yeah don't delay
1: <laughs> act now uh supplies are out. Right i was now. literally like are we get- somebody's gotta finish that cool
0: um (laughs) i love smash mouth
1: me too you should get them on the pod to review their own album
0: that one guitarist who's so incredibly active on twitter would most definitely come on the pod and do it for free i know
1: for a fact you gotta review the one after astro lounge because it's like arguably has like their most popular song the i'm a believer cover but it's like a sleeper
0: the i'm a believer cover the shrek of it all yeah Isn't that in Shrek? Yeah, it's absolutely in the
1: end of that movie.
0: Uh, Someone yesterday um, told me uh, that Mike Myers was in Shrek, and I didn't believe them, and then I remembered he is Shrek. (laughs) Mike Myers is Shrek, yeah. I was like, Mike Myers is not in Shrek. And they're like, Carl, yes, he is. I was like, oh, my God, wait, yes, he is You're like, who does he play? (laughs) I'm like, Shrek plays Shrek. At this point, Shrek is playing Shrek. Isn't Cameron Diaz?
2: does she play fiona she plays fiona that's that's lady shrek right
0: yes okay the ogress
2: (laughs) the ogress
0: okay thanks for listening (laughs) to it rocks or it sucks Bye. bye it rocks or it sucks is produced and edited by becca high and carl kuhn it's mixed and mastered by becca high you can follow the pod on instagram or twitter at it rocks or it sucks Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.